Welcome to the Taxing Subjects Podcast. I'm Ryan Norton. Now, this is the fourth episode filmed from my home office, as you can see if you're watching the video. And on today's show, we're going to cover changes to the Payroll Protection Program, the IRS moving to nationwide tax forms to an online format, e-file support for Federal Forms 1040X, and more. But first, the Department of Treasury announced that it has now made 159 million economic impact payments to taxpayers in the U.S. over the past two months. And that totals out to $267 billion. Here's how the Treasury breaks down those payments. $120 million were direct deposits. $35 million were paper checks. $4 million were prepaid debit cards or EIP cards. Treasury said that non-filers who aren't receiving certain government benefits may still need to send their qualifying information to the IRS, and they can do that with the non-filers interpayment info here tool on irs.gov. With that said, let's move on to the latest changes to the small business loan created by the CARES Act. The Payroll Protection Program, or PPP, was designed to provide small businesses with loans that would help them to keep employees on the payroll during the coronavirus-based lockdowns and other similar related difficulties. In the previous podcast, we talked about the then newly available loan forgiveness applications, and today we have another PPP update. The Senate on Thursday passed H.R. 7010, that's the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act of 2020 which will make changes to the Small Business Act and the CARES Act if the president signs it into law and he's expected to do so. So let's go through a few of them. It is expected to add a new five-year minimum maturity for SBA loans that have a balance after borrowers have applied for forgiveness. In other words, borrowers have a minimum of five years to repay any of the outstanding loan balance. Now, it will also add 24 weeks to the PPP cover period. So instead of February 15th to June 30th, it now would cover February 15th, 2020 to December 31st, 2020. So from February to the end of this year. That said, those who received a loan before the PPP Flexibility Act would be enacted can choose to stick to the original eight-week covered period. Next up, it would add new loan forgiveness exemptions for businesses unable to rehire employees or, quote, similarly qualified em employees who were, uh, excuse me, or for, quote, similarly qualified employees for unfilled positions. So you can use it to, uh, they were unable to rehire employees or if they couldn't find somebody who was similarly qualified to fill a position during the loan period. And businesses that were unable to fully operate due to conditions like stay-at-home orders or other government restrictions, like you're not allowed to open your doors. Another change, uh, it is expected to lower the limitation on the forgiveness threshold from 75% to 60%. For reference, this limitation means that you will only be eligible for full loan forgiveness if you use 60% of the loan on payroll costs, mortgage interest payments, rent, and other covered utilities. Now, the Payroll Protection Program Flexibility Act also makes changes to the deferral period, 
certain loan exemptions and other things. So to read the full bill, search for HR 7010 on congress.gov. Let's switch gears again. Now we're gonna talk about the IRS taking the nationwide tax forms virtual for the rest of 2020. The IRS said that it was going to make all of the in-person tax forms a series of webinar events. As you probably guessed, this comes as a result of current coronavirus restrictions on mass gatherings, but regular forum goers should not fret. They will still be able to earn up to 30 continuing education credits from each event. Now, the first tax form webinar event will begin on July 21st, and it will finish on August 20th. And so that's gonna be a four week period during which the IRS will stream webinars on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. To sign up for one of those virtual tax forums, visit irstaxform.gov. And those who register before June 15th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time will be eligible for a $240 per person early bird price. If you miss the deadline, you have to pay $289 per person. That said, certain tax industry organizations will get an additional $10 off the early bird fee. To read more about the virtual tax forums, check out the Taxing Subjects blog titled, What Did Tax Pros Say About Virtual Tax Forums? We asked our Facebook followers to let us know how they felt about the change, and you can do that too. Just go to the comments of the blog and sound off. Now, we all know the current filing deadline is July 15th, right? Well, the IRS this week reminded taxpayers who are living abroad or working abroad that their June 15th filing deadline has been extended to July 15th. According to the IRS release, quote, this means that anyone, including Americans who live and work abroad, non-resident aliens, and foreign entities with a U.S. filing and tax payment requirement have until July 15th to file their 2019 federal income tax return and pay any tax due. The IRS says these filers are also eligible for an October 15th extension. The IRS also recently announced that it will support electronic filing for Forms 1040X, quote, later this summer. In the press release, the IRS said that, and this is another quote, making the 1040X an electronically filed form has been a goal of the IRS for a number of years. It's also been an ongoing request from the nation's tax professional community and has been a continuing recommendation from the Internal Revenue Service Advisory Council and Electronic Tax Administration Advisory Committee, or ETAP. The agency predicts that this change will make filing and reviewing amended returns easier than in previous years. And while changes like being able to e-file amended individual tax returns, uh, excuse me, being able to e-file amended individual tax returns and having deadlines extended may make it easier to handle that tax filing obligation, a recent report could suggest that many taxpayers are procrastinating, which I'm sure shocks a lot of you. In the most recent filing season statistics published by the IRS, it looks like the total number of tax returns received is down by 6.5%. And that's despite including returns filed by non-filers who need, uh, needed to qualify for the economic impact payment. 
that comes out to roughly 10 million fewer returns compared to this same time last year. And of the 133 million tax returns received by the IRS by May 29, 2020, almost 120 million were e-filed. 61 million were filed by tax professionals, and that means that it's down by 15.8% compared to last year. On the other hand, DIY returns, they went up by 5.9%. The average tax refund amount, that's up by $40. That's it for today. Stay safe, and I'll see you all on the next episode of the Taxing Subjects Podcast.